Section 8 of Radioactive Substances. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Avaï in September 2010. Radioactive Substances by Marie Curie. Chapter 3 Radiation of the New Radioactive Substances, Part 4. Ionizing Action of Radium Rays on Insulating Liquids. M. Curie has pointed out that radium rays and Röntgen rays act upon liquid dielectrics as upon air, imparting to them a certain electrical conductivity. The experiment was carried out in the following manner. See figure 9. The experimental liquid is placed in a metal vessel, C, D, E, F, into which a thin copper tube, A, B, is plunged, these two pieces of metal serve as electrodes. The outer vessel is maintained at a known potential by means of a battery of small accumulators, one pole of which is connected to earth. The tube AB is connected to the electrometer. When a current traverses the liquid, the electrometer is kept at zero by means of a quartz electrical piezometer, which gives the strength of the current. The copper tube, Mn, M', N', connected to earth, serves as a guard tube, preventing the passage of the current through the air. A bulb containing the radium-barium salt may be placed at the bottom of the tube AB. The rays act on the liquid after having penetrated the glass of the bulb and the sides of the metal tube. The radium may also be allowed to act by placing the bulb beneath the side DE. In working with Röntgen rays, the course of the rays is through side DE. The increase of conductivity by the action of the radium rays or the Röntgen rays seems to be produced in the case of all liquid dielectrics. But in order to determine this increase, the conductivity of the liquid itself must be so slight as not to mask the effect of the rays. M. Curie obtained results of the same order of magnitude with both radium rays and Röntgen rays. When investigating with the same apparatus the conductivity of air or of another gas under the action of the Becquerel rays, the intensity of the current obtained is found to be proportional to the difference of potential between the electrodes, as long as the latter does not exceed a few volts. But at higher tensions, the intensity of the current increases less and less rapidly, and the saturation current is practically attained for a tension of 100 volts. Liquids examined with the same apparatus and the same radioactive body behave differently. The intensity of the current is proportional to the tension when the latter varies between 0 and 450 volts, and when the distance between the electrodes does not exceed 6 millimeters. The figures of the following table, multiplied by 10 to the power of minus 11, give the conductivity in megaohms per cubic centimeter. Carbon bisulfide, 20. Petroleum ether, 15. Emiline, 14. Benzene, 4. Liquid air, 1.3. Vaseline oil, 1.6. We may, however, 
assume that liquids and gases behave similarly but that in the case of liquids the current remains proportional to the tension up to a much higher limit than in the case of gases it therefore seemed probable that the limit of proportionality could be lowered by using a much more feeble radiation and this idea was verified by experiment the radioactive body employed was 150 times less active than that which had served for the previous experiments. For tensions of 50, 100, 200, 400 volts, the intensities of the current were represented respectively by the numbers 109, 185, 255, 335. The proportionality was no longer maintained but the current showed great variation when the difference of potential was doubled. Some of the liquids examined are nearly perfect insulators when maintained at a constant temperature and when screened from the action of the rays. Such are liquid air, petroleum ether, vaseline oil, and amylene. It is therefore very easy to study the effect of the rays. Vaseline oil is much less sensitive to the action of the rays than is petroleum ether. This fact may have some relation to the difference in volatility which exists between these two hydrocarbons. Liquid air, which has boiled for some time in the experimental vessel, is more sensitive to the action of the rays than that newly poured in. The conductivity produced by the rays is one-fourth as great again in the former case. M. Curie has investigated the action of the rays upon amylene and upon petroleum ether at temperatures of plus 10 degrees and minus 17 degrees. The conductivity due to the radiation diminishes by one-tenth of its value only in passing from 10 degrees to minus 17 degrees. In the experiments in which the temperature of the liquid is varied, the temperature of the radium may be either that of the surrounding atmosphere or that of the liquid. The same result is obtained in both cases. This leads to the conclusion that the radiation of radium does not vary with the temperature and remains unaltered even at the temperature of liquid air. This fact has been verified directly by measurements. Various effects and applications of the ionizing action of the rays emitted by radioactive substances. The rays of the new radioactive substances have a strongly ionizing action upon air. By the action of radium, the condensation of supersaturated water vapor can be easily induced, just as happens by the action of cathode rays and Röntgen rays. Under the influence of the rays emitted by the new radioactive substances, the distance of discharge between two metallic conductors for a given difference of potential is increased. To put it otherwise, the passage of the spark is facilitated by these rays. In causing conductivity by the action of radioactive bodies in the air in the neighborhood of two metallic conductors, one of which is connected to earth and the other to a well-insulated electrometer, the electrometer is seen to be permanently deflected, which gives a measure of the electromotive force of the battery formed by the air and the two metals. 
electromotive force of contact of the two metals when they are separated by air. This method of measurement was employed by Lord Kelvin and his students, the radiating body being uranium. A similar method had been previously employed by M. Perrin, who was using the ionizing action of Röntgen rays. Radioactive bodies may be employed in the study of atmospheric electricity. The active substance is enclosed in a little box of thin aluminium fixed at the extremity of a metal wire connected with the electrometer. The air is made to conduct in the neighborhood of the end of the wire, and the latter adopts the potential of the surrounding air. Radium thus replaces, with advantage, the flames or the apparatus of running water of Lord Kelvin, till now in general use for the investigation of atmospheric electricity. Fluorescent and luminous effects The rays emitted by the new radioactive bodies cause fluorescence of certain substances. Monsieur Curie and myself first discovered this phenomenon when causing polonium to act upon a layer of barium platinocyanide through aluminium foil. The same experiment succeeds yet more easily with barium containing radium. When the substance is strongly radioactive, the fluorescence produced is very beautiful. A large number of bodies are capable of becoming phosphorescent or fluorescent by the action of the Becquerel rays. Monsieur Becquerel studied the effect upon the uranium salts, the diamond, etc. Monsieur Barry has demonstrated that the salts of the metals of the alkalis and alkaline earths, which are all fluorescent under the action of luminous rays and Röntgen rays, are also fluorescent under the action of the rays of radium. Paper, cotton, glass, etc. are all caused to fluoresce in the neighborhood of radium. Among the different kinds of glass, Thuringian glass is specially luminous. Metals do not seem to become luminous. Barium platinocyanide is most conveniently used when the radiation of the radioactive bodies is to be investigated by the fluoroscopic method. The effect of the radium rays may be followed at distances greater than 2 meters. Phosphorescent zinc sulfide is made extremely luminous, but this body has the inconvenient property of preserving its luminosity for some time after the action of the rays has ceased. The fluorescence produced by radium may be observed when the fluorescent screen is separated from the radium by absorbent screens. We were able to observe the illumination of a screen of barium platinocyanide across the human body. However, the action is incomparably greater when the screen is placed immediately in contact with the radium, being separated from it by no solid screen at all. All the groups of rays appear capable of producing fluorescence. In order to observe the action of polonium, the substance must be placed close to the fluorescent screen, without the intervention of a solid screen, unless the latter be extremely thin. The luminosity of fluorescent substances exposed to the action of radioactive bodies diminishes with time. At the same time, the fluorescent substance undergoes a transformation. The following are examples. 
radium rays transform barium platinocyanide into a brown, less luminous variety, an action similar to that produced by Röntgen rays and described by M. Villard. Uranium sulphate and potassium sulphate are similarly altered. The changed barium platinocyanide is partially regenerated by the action of light. If the radium be placed beneath a layer of barium platinocyanide spread on paper, the platinocyanide becomes luminous. If the system be kept in the dark, the platinocyanide becomes changed and its luminosity diminishes considerably. But if the whole be exposed to light, the platinocyanide is partially regenerated, and if the whole is replaced in darkness, the luminosity reappears with vigor. By means of a fluorescent body and a radioactive body, we have therefore obtained a system which acts as a phosphorescent body capable of long duration of phosphorescence. Glass made fluorescent by the action of radium becomes colored brown or violet. At the same time its fluorescence diminishes. If the glass thus changed be warmed, it is decolorized, and when this occurs the glass becomes luminous. The glass has now regained its fluorescent property in the same degree as before the transformation. Zinc sulphide, which has been exposed for a sufficient length of time to the action of radium, gradually becomes used up and loses its phosphorescent property, whether under the action of radium or that of light. The diamond becomes phosphorescent under the action of radium and may thus be distinguished from paste imitations which have only a very faint luminosity. All the barium-radium compounds are spontaneously luminous. The dry anhydrous halogen salts emit a particularly intense light. This illumination cannot be seen in broad daylight, but it is easily visible in the twilight or by gaslight. The light emitted may be strong enough to read by in the dark. The light emitted emanates from the entire body of the product, whilst in the case of a common phosphorescent body, the light emanates specially from the portion of the surface illuminated. Radium products lose much of their luminosity in damp air, but they regain it on drying. Giesel. There is apparently conservation of luminosity. After many years, no sensible modification is produced in the luminosity of feebly active products kept in the dark in sealed tubes. In the case of very active and very luminous radium-barium chloride, the light changes color after several months. It becomes more violet and loses in intensity. At the same time, the product undergoes transformations. On redissolving the salt in water and drying it afresh, the original luminosity is restored. Solutions of barium-radium salts, which contain a large proportion of radium, are equally luminous. This fact may be observed by placing the solution in a platinum capsule, which not being itself luminous, permits of the faint luminosity of the solution being seen. When a solution of a barium-radium salt contains crystals deposited in it, these crystals are luminous at the bottom of the solution, and much more so than the solution itself, so that they alone appear luminous. M. Giesel has made a preparation of barium-radium platinocyanide. 
when this salt is newly crystallized it has the appearance of ordinary barium platinocyanide and is very luminous but gradually the salt becomes spontaneously colored taking a brown tint the crystals at the same time becoming dichroic in this state the salt is much less luminous although its radioactivity is increased the radium platinocyanide prepared by m giesel changes still more rapidly radium compounds are the first example of self-luminous bodies evolution of heat by the salts of radium Messrs. Curie and Laborde have recently discovered that the salts of radium are the source of a spontaneous and continuous evolution of heat. This evolution has the effect of keeping the salts of radium at a temperature higher than that of their surroundings. An excess of temperature of 1.5 degrees has been observed. This excess of temperature is dependent upon the thermal insulation of the body. Messrs. Curie and Laborde have determined the amount of heat produced in the case of radium. They found that the output is of the order of magnitude of 100 calories per gram of radium per hour. 1 gram atom, 225 grams, of radium give rise in one hour to 22,500 calories, a quantity of heat comparable to that produced by the combustion of one gram atom one gram of hydrogen so great an evolution of heat can be explained by no ordinary chemical reaction more particularly as the condition of the radium remains unaffected for years the evolution of heat might be attributed to a slow transformation of the radium atom if this were the case we should be led to conclude that the quantities of energy generated during the formation and transformation of the atoms are considerable and that they exceed all that is so far known chemical effects produced by the new radioactive bodies colorations the radiations of strongly radioactive bodies are capable of causing certain chemical reactions the rays emitted by radium products exercise coloring actions upon glass and porcelain. The coloration of glass, generally brown or violet, is very deep. It is produced in the body of the glass and remains after removal of the radium. All glasses become colored after a longer or a shorter interval of time and the presence of lead is not essential this fact may be compared to that recently observed of the coloration of the glass of vacuum tubes after having been long in use for the production of röntgen rays m giesel has demonstrated that the crystallized halogen salts of the alkali metals become colored under the influence of radium as under the action of cathode rays m giesel points out that similar colorations are obtained when the salts of the alkalis are exposed to sodium vapor. I investigated the coloration of a collection of glasses of known composition, kindly lent me for the occasion by Monsieur Le Chatelier. I observed no great variety in the coloration. It is generally brown, violet, yellow, or gray. It appears to be associated with the presence of the alkali metals. 
with the pure crystallized alkali salts more varied and more vivid colors are obtained the salt originally white becomes blue green yellow brown etc m becquerel has discovered that yellow phosphorus is transformed into the red variety by the action of radium paper is changed and colored by the action of radium it becomes brittle scorched and finally resembles a colander perforated with holes under some circumstances there is a production of ozone in the neighborhood of very active compounds rays emerging from a sealed jar containing radium do not produce ozone in the air they pass through on the contrary a strong odor of ozone is detected when the jar is opened in a general way ozone is produced in the air when the latter is in direct contact with the radium communication by a channel even if extremely narrow suffices it appears as if the production of ozone is associated with the propagation of induced radioactivity of which we shall speak later radium compounds appear to change with lapse of time doubtless under the action of their own radiation it was seen above that crystals of barium radium chloride which are colorless when formed become gradually colored first yellow or orange then pink this coloration disappears in solution barium radium chloride generates oxygen compounds of chlorine the bromide those of bromine these slow changes generally manifest themselves some time after the preparation of the solid product which at the same time changes in form and color becoming yellow or violet the light emitted also becomes more violet a solution of a radium salt evolves hydrogen Giesel. pure radium salts seem to undergo the same changes as those containing barium however crystals of the chloride deposited in acid solution do not become sensibly colored after some time has elapsed whereas crystals of barium radium chloride rich in radium become deeply colored production of thermoluminosity certain bodies such as fluorite become luminous when heated they are thermoluminescent their luminosity disappears after some time but the capacity of becoming luminous afresh through heat is restored to them by the action of a spark and also by the action of radium radium can thus restore to these bodies their thermoluminescent property fluorite when heated undergoes a change which is accompanied by the emission of light if the fluorite is afterwards subjected to the action of radium an inverse change occurs which is also accompanied by an emission of light an absolutely similar phenomenon occurs when glass is exposed to radium rays here also a change is produced in the glass while luminous from the effect of the radium rays this change shows itself in the coloration which appears and gradually increases if the glass is afterwards heated the inverse change takes place the color disappears and this phenomenon is accompanied by production of light it appears very probable that we have here a change of a chemical nature 
and the production of light is associated with this change. This phenomenon may be general. It might be that the production of fluorescence by the action of radium and the luminosity of radium compounds is of necessity associated with some chemical or physical change in the substance emitting the light. Radiographs The radiographic action of the new radioactive bodies is very marked. However, the method of operating should be very different with polonium and radium. Polonium acts only at very short distances, and its action is considerably weakened by solid screens. It is practically annihilated by means of a screen of slight thickness, one millimeter of glass. Radium acts at considerably greater distances. The radiographic action of radium rays may be observed at more than two meters distance in air, even when the active product is enclosed in a glass vessel. The rays acting under these conditions belong to the beta and gamma groups. Owing to the differences in transparency of different materials to the rays, radiographs of different objects may be obtained, as in the case of Röntgen rays. Metals are, as a rule, opaque, with the exception of aluminium, which is very transparent. There is no noteworthy difference of transparency between flesh and bone. The operation may be carried on at a great distance and with a source of very small dimensions, and very delicate radiographs are thus produced. The beauty of the radiograph is enhanced by deflecting to one side the beta rays by means of a magnetic field and utilizing only the gamma rays. The beta rays, in traversing the object to be radiographed, undergo a certain amount of diffusion and thus cause a slight fog. In suppressing them, a longer time of exposure is necessary, but better results are obtained. The radiograph of an object, such as a purse, requires one day with a radiating source composed of several centigrams of a radium salt enclosed in a glass vessel and placed at a distance of one meter from the sensitive plate, in front of which the object is placed. If the source is at a distance of 20 centimeters from the plate, the same result is obtained in one hour. In the immediate vicinity of the source of radiation, a sensitive plate is instantaneously acted upon. Physiological effects Radium rays exert an action upon the epidermis. This has been observed by M. Walkoff and confirmed by M. Giesel, since also by Messrs. Becquerel and Curie. If a celluloid or thin india-rubber capsule containing a very active salt of radium be placed upon the skin and be left thus for some time, a redness is produced upon the skin, either immediately or at the end of some time, which is longer in proportion as the action is weaker. This red spot appears in the place which has been exposed to the action, the local change in the skin appears and acts like a burn. In certain cases, a blister is formed. If the exposure was of long duration, an ulceration is produced, which is long in healing. In one experiment, M. Curie caused a relatively weak radioactive product to act upon his arm for ten hours. The redness appeared immediately, 
and later a wound was caused which took four months to heal. The epidermis was locally destroyed and formed again slowly and with difficulty, leaving a very marked scar. A radium burn with half an hour's exposure appeared after 15 days, formed a blister, and healed in 15 days. Another burn, caused by an exposure of only 8 minutes, occasioned a red spot which appeared two months after, its effect being quite insignificant. The action of radium upon the skin can take place across metal screens, but with weakened effect. The action of radium upon the skin has been investigated by Dr. Daulos at the Hospital of St. Louis as a process of treating certain affections of the skin, similar to the treatment with the Röntgen rays or the ultraviolet rays. In this respect, radium gives encouraging results. The epidermis partially destroyed by the action of the radium is renewed in a healthy condition. The action of radium is more penetrating than that of light, and its use is easier than that of light or of Röntgen rays. The study of the conditions of application is of necessity rather lengthy, because the effect of the application does not at once appear. M. Giesel has observed the action of radium upon plant leaves. The leaves thus treated turn yellow and wither away. M. Giesel has also discovered the action of radium rays upon the eye. If a radioactive substance be placed in the dark in the vicinity of the closed eye or of the temple, a sensation of light fills the eye. This phenomenon has been studied by Messrs. Himstedt and Nagel. These physicists have demonstrated that the center of the eye is rendered fluorescent by the action of radium, and this explains the sensation of light experienced. Blind people whose retina is intact are sensitive to the action of radium, whilst those whose retina is diseased do not experience any sensation of luminosity. Radium rays either arrest or hinder the development of colonies of microbes, but this action is not very intense. Monsieur Dennis has recently demonstrated the ready action of radium upon the marrow and brain. After one hour's exposure, paralysis of the animals experimented upon occurred, and the latter usually died in a few days. Influence of temperature upon radiation There is so far but little information regarding the manner of variation of the radiation of radioactive bodies with temperature. We know, however, that radiation subsists at low temperatures. Monsieur Curie placed a glass tube containing barium-radium chloride in liquid air. The luminosity of the radioactive body persisted under these conditions. At the moment, indeed, of removing the tube from the cold bath, it appears more luminous than at the ordinary temperature. At the temperature of liquid air, radium continues to cause fluorescence in the sulphates of uranium and potassium. M. Curie has verified, by electrical determinations, that the radiation, measured at a certain distance from the source, possesses the same intensity whether the radium be at the temperature of the atmosphere or of liquid air. In these experiments, the radium was placed at the bottom of a tube closed at one end. 
the rays emerged from the tube at the open end traversed a certain space in the air and were received into a condenser the action of the rays upon the air of the condenser was determined both on leaving the tube in the air and on surrounding it to a certain height with liquid air. The same result was obtained in both cases. The radioactivity of radium persists at high temperatures. Barium-radium chloride, after being fused, towards 800 degrees, is radioactive and luminous. However, prolonged heating at a high temperature has the effect of temporarily lowering the radioactivity of the body. This decrease is very considerable. It may constitute 75% of the total radiation. The decrease is less in proportion for the absorbable rays than for the penetrating rays, which are to some extent suppressed by heating. In time, the radiation of the product regains the intensity and composition that it possessed before heating. This occurs after the lapse of about two months from the occasion of heating. End of section 8